0: Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally. Aaron Novello. So welcome back to another episode of the Aaron Novello podcast. I have with us a beautifully bearded young man by the name of Mr. Sandoval. He is a powerhouse uh, of an agent. Jim is in his geographic area, uh, sells a whole bunch of homes and uh, makes a whole bunch of money. So thank you kindly for taking the time to be with us and uh, really appreciate you you know, spending some time with us, particularly with everything that's going on. And I know that people are going to get a lot out of our time together.
1: So thanks for being here, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Welcome, yeah, everybody. My pleasure,
0: so when I think of you, Jim, I think of a few things, right? Um, the first one is is that just like this, this really uh, supersonic commitment to sales, right, and being a salesperson. I remember one of the first times I ever met you in person uh, you came up to me, we were at an event and you came up to me and asked me a question about how to handle an objection. And you had a recorder in your head. Like I looked down, there was a recorder right there. And I was like, yes, I love this guy, man. Like he's totally committed. And uh, the other thing I think about is I really have a lot of respect for your kind of like, whatever it takes uh, mentality. Uh, Cause I'm aware that you do really whatever it takes. And we're going to get into that, some of the door knocking stuff that you do. So I guess if you could first, Jim, is just kind of talk to the audience about like, you know, your initial journey, like when you initially got started, what did that look like? And then if there was any kind of epiphany or aha around like, oh, like this is a sales business and here's what I need to do, bringing us up to the present day.
1: Awesome. Uh, thank you, Aaron. So um when I first started, I was getting uh, laid off from uh, from corporate. I-, I used to work for a um, a behavioral health uh, insurance company, I uh, used to uh, get incoming calls. Um, and um, obviously, there's no sales background um, at all. And I remember telling my family, I was back in uh, like 2006, like my cousins, not my immediate family, but like my cousins, my friends, um, people that were around my age uh, that I grew up with. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to get into real estate. Like I, I had this guy uh, come over to, because I already owned a, a house back in 2006. He came over to my house. And he said that um, if he was to sell my property, um, he was gonna make this much money. So I was looking at the whole 6%. Like I didn't understand really like how it was divided. Um, and I said, hey, since we're gonna get laid off from uh, from corporate, it would be a good venture for me to go into sales. And all I got was uh, a lot of people telling me, hey, look, I had someone that went into sales and it just didn't go well for them. Like you've never done sales. Um, like I don't think that's a good idea. So. Because like right from the get go, like I, I started to get challenged from the people that I loved and was expecting like a different support. Um, they um, they gave me that fuel to be like, okay, I'll show you, yeah. <laughs> like I'll show you how someone could succeed. And then obviously, it, um, as I was trying to get my license, um, uh, we have that severance package that we got from corporate, and I'm trying to get my license, and people are just saying, hey, the market's shifting; like you really shouldn't do this. Um, it's going to be really tough because at 2006, the market was already shifting, and um, and I just said, "Hey, look, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes." So I, I've always been into cars. Uh, two big, two big things that drive me, um, in addition to family. Um, you know, uh, my parents, my in-laws, my wife, my brothers, my, brother, my sisters. It's uh, the material things like uh, cars. Cars drive me, and uh, experiences like vacations drive me so i had a really nice car back in the days a 1996 ford mustang cobra mystic um and that was my baby right so i sold that so i had some money reserves to be able to get started um and then i said okay i have the savings account but i don't want to tap into it if i don't have to so i either have to learn very quickly or i have to um find another job at the same time but i I want to be real estate full-time so um, what I did was I got a newspaper route um, and, and, and I've done that like, like many years in the past in high school, like I, in high school, I had like three jobs. Um, so that's probably where I get some of my work ethic. So I had the, the new, I went back to the newspaper route right um, back in 2006 and, you know, I'm throwing newspaper um, and doing real estate during the day, uh, waking up at like one o'clock in the morning, um, going to the, um, the warehouse center, packaging the newspaper is like 500 newspapers um, on a, on a weekday that I had to drop off, um, and then going to deliver those, those newspapers, I would be back in bed by like seven, I'm sorry, by 5 AM, by 5 AM, wake up by seven and then go into, right, going to and go, into, into, go into the, the real estate office. Um, so that's kind of how I got, where, where I came from and how I got started. Once, um, I was in real estate. I remember, um, my broker, Joe Alexander, he's a big, uh, Jim Rohn fan and um he always used to tell me like hey look, you're just 90 days away because i'm like hey dude i'm tired like i've been doing this newspaper route already for like four months i haven't tapped into my savings account which is great but i still haven't been able to put a deal together and um you know i've I've always been doing um uh, like door knocking because like our office is really big in geographic door knocking and at that point like that was my understanding like i was just door, uh, door knocking a geographic area Um, but once I got into, uh, Mike Ferry, then, um, my coach said, okay, that's not your geographic farm. Uh, that's your center of influence, right? Like you are door knocking your center of influence. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. So it it was more like, uh, accepted, uh, in my mentality because, you know, Mike Ferry is saying like, Hey, don't farm, don't do that. Like that just doesn't work. Um, but my coach said, no, keep on doing it, right? Like that you're getting, you're getting the leads. You're getting, you're getting stuff. Um, and um, yeah, four months went by. My, my, my broke is like, Hey, you're 90 days away. I'm like, dude, I'm doing the math. Like, like how many more 90 day cycles do I have to go by? Like, I think I'm going to apply to the, uh, uh, I tried to do like police academy and the, and the fire academy. And he's like, dude, just wait a little bit longer. And I started in April. And I took my first uh, for sale by owner um, in September. And then that gave me the confidence then to close all these leads that I had in my geographic farm. So like after that, like then I just built the confidence and it was like like a ripple effect just to start taking a whole bunch of listings after that.
0: And then it was off to the races. That's awesome, man. I was taking notes as we were talking and, you know, I noticed a few things, right? Like one is um, I find it interesting that when I ask people questions around like why you do this. And you get all these different types of answers. They're like, you know, I love people, and I'm like, uh, you haven't dealt with enough people, you know. What I'm saying, <laughs> or they're like, I love houses, and I'm like, uh, like that's no. But what was very clear to me about what you said is, you saw you were selling your house. You looked at the professional fee, right, which is a euphemistic way to say commission, and your eyes got big. You were like, bro, like that could be a good business to be in, right? Absolutely. So definitely motivated by monetary value, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because I know that like. As I grow more, I can give more. So you had to grow into the person who can add value per- to people. And then, you know, when you become a blessing in somebody's life, your life gets blessed in return. One of those blessings is money, right? So that was interesting to me. The other thing I wrote down is that you were very much so motivated by a challenge. You had a lot of people questioning you being like, come on, man, like, mm, I don't think that's a good idea. And it was just like, okay, then fine. <laughs> like, like I will show you, right? Like, uh, Like, you know, that I'll be able to accomplish this. And then the other thing, which I think is very important is that you're crystal clear on what motivates you. You know, I, as you know, not only do I have the good fortune of being in kind of the residential resale game and, you know, selling real estate in high volume, but I also coach around 38 agents throughout the country, seven of which are in seven figures. And I find, yeah, what I find very interesting though, is I, I get this question a lot. Like, I don't know what my why is, like, I don't know what my motivation is. And what's so interesting is right off the bat, you're like, dude, I'm crystal clear on that. It's cars and it's experiences. And I've seen some of the cars that you own and I've seen some of the experiences that you've taken. So you've t- you, like, you know specifically why it is that you are out there pounding the pavement, knocking on doors and all that stuff. And I guess I'm curious for you, how powerful of a fuel is that, right? Because I'm sure there's days like you don't really feel like doing it, like if you're anything like me,
1: right? Correct. And, and obviously, um, like you get to a stage where like first you do it for yourself, right? Like, so you do like the cars for yourself or uh, for the rewards, right? Uh, um, you do the experiences for you and your, 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 your fiance, your wife, your girlfriend. Um, but then later on, like, it's like to inspire the next generation, right? So um, like right now, um, like I'm, I'm not so fueled like for the reward that it brings to me, but it's like the rewards that it brings to um, my nephews, right? Like, okay. Oh, like, let's go to a, you know, Carson coffee with my uncle. Like, Hey, can we please go over there? Can we go to this uh, toy drive? Can we go here? So it's more uh, of inspiring the next generation. Right. So it's, it's just interesting the way it works. Cause first it was like, like I got to have this, but now it's like, okay, I got to continue this because I have to give those experiences back to my to my nephews right and allow them to also dream big and say hey look if i did it you guys could do it um and actually one of my nephews actually works for me now as a runner really he's like the one that yeah so he's like the one that um contacts me the most and just like anything that we do um he's, he's just there he's like hey wh- like what are you doing like you know um hey why did you say that because he hears me at the office and then with the experiences it's so once again, like first I, it was for me and my wife uh but then we we've, we've taken vacations where we took like her parents um her siblings my siblings uh my my nephews and it's like okay there's 18 people right in in a in a beach house uh in uh, in Belize uh with uh you know an infinity pool uh, volleyball court uh with, with his own private uh dock um And it's like just doing those experiences now with like the whole family, like um, that's what's gratifying. That's what's rewarding, right? Being able to provide um, now opportunities um, like, you know, inviting them over to a Tony Robbins event and having the experience to be in premier seating and like talking to other people that have been in Tony Robbins for quite a long time. And that could elevate, you know, my sister and say like, Hey, um, like, this is what I've experienced at your age. I wish I would have done this. Right. So, just giving them that experience and that exposure, um, like that's what what drives me now. Um, I was able to retire my parents um, at a ranch um, that reminds them back uh, of, 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 of their country, right? Like being back home in their country because it's a ranch. Like there's animals, there's horses. Um, so like being able to share that. So that's like my big why right now. So it's not just for me anymore. Now it's like to be able to give back and, and get those um uh, Get those reactions from my from uh from my family.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, brother. I wrote it down, and it's I think it's um it's very true for me as well. This natural kind of internal evolution, where like initially, like it's okay, I got to do this so I can get this, and now it's I got to do this so I can give this. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and that's a very interesting internal evolution. And I'm aware that um, I don't know about you, but I will do way more for other people than I will myself absolutely yeah a hundred percent so um, that's that's a really beautiful thing and hopefully people can really catch that because I'm aware you know a lot of agents particularly at the beginning particularly if you're young and you know you're kind of aggressively trying to get at it um, we look at like you know the fancy cars the watches the clothes, all that stuff and um, what I'm aware of is that stuff's not really sustaining so what I hear you saying to me is like well that stuff is cool and it's nice and we like it but I'm also aware like like you're saying watching the reactions of your family who've never been like out of the country before and they're in that like thing in Belize. And it's like, Oh my God. And you're like, dude, I just gave that, you know, like I gave that experience to them. They wouldn't have been able to experience that if it wasn't for me, that's, I can't, I, you
1: can't like buy that with money. Right. Absolutely. And, and it's so crazy. Cause like they, they've been out of the country, like going back home to Mexico, but they, um, they have never been to a foreign country. So like seeing my dad, turn into a kid like right like you're just this this grown man right um and like he turns into a kid like he's next to the guy and he's like oh tell me more about that like I want to learn more about this history or that history um and then just like seeing my mom and being able to see like everybody just getting along and having a good time right because we work hard right like so at least for me like I don't and that's something I need to get better at like I don't share that much um time with them like when I'm at work but to be able to, for my mom to be able to see the family together um, on that vacation, be like, hey, look, this is great. Like, I, I, I think I understand, like, why my son works so hard yes. uh, to be able to provide stuff like this for us or for his family. Um, so that's really gratifying.
0: Yeah. I'm aware that it's fulfilling. Yeah. Right. Uh, beyond just kind of that initial, like, bump of, like, you know, when you get, like, a, when you hit a goal or, like, you, you, you get that new car or whatever, and it's, like, it's exciting. But then I'm aware, like, over time you know, it fades. It just becomes like your car. Like, okay, cool. But what you're having is more something where it's like, uh, it's more lasting, right? Yes. So what I wanted to also talk to you about was this idea of knocking on doors. Cause what I'm aware of, man, is like most people mentally, you know, as you know, when a lot of people get in this game, they don't really realize what it is, which is that it's a direct hardcore sales business. No different than selling bookstore to door, knives, door to door subscriptions over the phone. Correct. And it's like, you never had that issue. You mentally never like, uh, resisted that like, yo, that's, this is just what this is. And I share with people all the time that you need an accurate assessment of reality in order to produce a good outcome. Mm-hmm. So I have to see what is, and when I can see what is, then I can make decisions in accordance with that, that'll lead me to getting what I want. Right. And you just kind of embrace that initially. So talk to me about like that kind of just acceptance of that. And also like how you go about, because I'm aware knocking on doors is an easy man. We're in a group together, right? We text each other and like, you're sending pictures, man, all smiley and shit in your suit. You got, like, you got your things fanned out and you're like, yo, I'm pounding it. And it's like in the morning and you're knocking on doors. And then I get a text from you at six your time and you're back out there doing it again. So like, talk to me a little bit about that. Like not only the, the, the kind of mindset behind that door knocking and the acceptance of it. And also kind of specifically strategically, like how you go about doing that. Like, What's the process and system of how you, how you do that?
1: Definitely. So I'll, I'll first start off, Aaron, like with just making it super simple for like for someone that's brand new um, and that might not have uh, a name brand in a in a geographic area. Right. So if, if you're brand new, like you have nothing else to do. Right. Like, I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. Like you don't have the problems that you and I have. So when I first started, because I was um, like our company, like you had to pick a geographic farm, you had a door knock. Um, all I did was just door knock, right? And then as I got introduced to my career, I told her I started using the for so my owner script, the expired script. So when I started, I think I was averaging like about a hundred contacts a day door knocking. Same thing. So like I would go into the office, uh, the meetings would end like right around 10 at the company. So like by 10, I would drive to the farm. I would be there at 1030 and door knock all the way until like about one o'clock, right? Because um, I feel that um, that's a good uh, stopping point because if people go home for lunch or something like that, I'm just trying to like, um strategize or leverage myself where if i'm going to be door knocking like i'm out at their door um i feel that there's from experience there's this dead time from like one o'clock to about like say 4 30 and what i mean dead time i mean there's like fewer contacts that you'll make than that time so then um i would go back out to my farm at like 4 30 or 5 o'clock um and then from there um if if you're new right you could door knock all the way until like 8 30 um p.m. like there's no problem with that depending on time zones and, and you know uh, time of the year like it might be pitch black by like 7 30 or so or seven o'clock but you can still door knock until 8 30 and just speak to them through the door right because as I told you earlier like you have to look at that as you're building your center of influence like you're building that right you're nurturing that um but that's just uh another layer on top of the um immediate this like the expire uh the for sale by owners, right? Because you can't just do door knock and not do the other sources. Like you can't just focus on past clients and not call expires, right? Because if you do that, then you're not gonna sell real estate at a high volume. So um I can tell you that last year um I did 50, five, zero, 50, transactions from my geographic farm, five zero right which is a huge number and i'll get to um, and i'll get to it in a moment in regards to how i did it so if you're brand new like that's what i would do door knock. Um, and you can start door knocking as early as uh, 9 8, 9 a.m. all the way to 1 p.m. and then again from 4:30 all the way to 8:30 right because you have nothing else to do um and when you're starting like you just make notes like mental notes if, if you if you're door knocking for an expired, you, you're probably not going to come back to so your notes. Don't have to be that detailed, right? So if there's an expired listing, you should still door knock the surrounding homes in the area because we know there's going to be another seller listing in that, in that neighborhood. But if you're going to pick a geographic area, just take notes. So if you're door knocking during the summer and you saw uh, Joey, uh, the grandson of the owner, hey, just write a note. Hey, Joey was visiting here during the summer. So when you come back around, hey, um, how was your time with Jory uh, during the summer? Like, did you see him? How often did you see So just make those references, right? Because you're building that center of influence. Like that's what you're doing. You're not building a geographic farm, you're building your center of influence. Um, so that would be like the simple um, way of doing it. Now, like the more advanced way of doing it, like for you and I, like if I was to tell you, hey, Aaron, if you're going to start door knocking as a top producing agent, like this is how I would do it. Um, I would pick a uh, territory where you know there's a high turnover, right? Because it doesn't make sense for you to put the effort in the neighborhood where the, the turnover doesn't exist, right? So look at the stats, pull a map, and see where there's a high turnover. Then for you and I, it doesn't make sense. If there's a top-producing agent in that area, like you and I could um, could compete with that. But if you're a newer agent and you're doing that search, don't, don't even try to get in there. Don't think like, Oh my, like I'm going to drive them out of this geographic home. Cause you're not going to going to take too much effort and too much money for you to do that. Uh, for you and I, it, it wouldn't, but we should be aware of like how active that agent is and how many sales that agent sell in that area. Um, so once you look at the, uh, turnover, the competition, um, then start small, I would say start with about 2000 homes and that's small to me, like 2000 homes. Um, I'm currently, in order for me to sell 50 properties, I expand it to 5,500 homes. But it's all with the strategy, right? So I start with 2,000 homes right here. And the 5,500 are adjacent to the 2,000. So it's not like if I have 2,000 here, and then I'm going to go all the way over here and pick uh, 3,000 over on this part of town, right? So it's all adjacent. And what I found out from that is that, one of two things happens with that, Aaron, either, uh, the parents or the children who's now about to get married or recently got married, live in the most inexpensive part of that 5,500 homes. And then once again, either the parents or the children are going to move West to a superior neighborhood. So now when I'm door knocking, it's easy for me to get the family's business. Why? Because mom and, and, and parents, I'm sorry, children and parents live in the same geographic area.
0: Mm.
1: Does that make sense? So once again, and that's the, the center of influence, like in this, and you're my, in my center of influence, like I have your mom raving about me and I have your son raving about me. Right. So it's easier for me to get business. In, and when you go on those type of appointments, once again, as a center of influence appointment, it's not like, I'm not going up against like 10 agents, mm. right? Like I'm not going up against 10 agents. When we discuss commission, commission's not an issue. Um, and there's bonus commissions on top of the, of, of the standard 6% commission, right? Like there's different things and they just they just have blind faith in you and they, they have no reason why to question that because they've seen you over and over and over and over again for the last few years that it just becomes a lot, a lot easier to do that. So once you pick your territory, um, I don't knock on adjacent streets, right? So that's a mistake that a lot of agents make. The, the huge mistake with people that have a geographic farm is they are following uh, the old school way of doing it. Like I'm following the Mike Theory way of doing it, right? Like what, what, what does Mike Theory say? If you sell a property, right, like tell everyone in that neighborhood because most likely two other homes are going to sell in the area. With that, I uh, adopted that and I implemented that to geographic farming. So when I door knock in these 5,500 homes, like I don't start up here. Right and start door knocking all these adjacent streets, right? All the adjacent streets, and then finish by following that pattern, like filling in like all the streets. No, like I'll door knock up here, up here because there was a cell here, and I know regardless if it was my cell or someone else's cell. I'm gonna do- door knock right here, right? So I, I'll fill in like a, a hard copy map and say, okay, I door knocked this area, so I covered that, right? And then let's say there's a brand new listing that comes over on this side of town in the 5,500 homes. Um, Then I'll door knock that active listing because they're going to see the for sale sign. Most likely, someone else is going to start saying, "Hey, well, is this the right time? Should we list now?" Uh, We just saw that uh, you know the Johnsons listed their property. Um, If there's a uh, closing, I already told you about a closing. uh, If there's a pending, if there's a pending, something goes into pending, like I'll go door knock over there. If it's an expired listing, I'll go door knock there. If there's a for sale by owner, I'll go door knock there. So wherever the activity is, that's how I door knock. So I don't necessarily have to cover the fifty five hundred homes. I have to be bouncing back and forth from all the, from all the activity. But that's why I'm so successful at doing it because I'm not following the traditional geographic, uh, geographic way of, of farming. I'm doing the Mike way of farming. And I don't think like any coach told me that, but they did tell them they did tell us, Hey, go door knock where, where the cells are, let everybody know. So I just, once again, adopted that and applied it to the geographic farming. Um, now, when I come in, um, I use the same uh, just sold my query script. I hardly ever um, use a just listed because I want to bring some of the value. So I'll use the just sold my query script. Uh, but the things, the one liners that I add, um, I will say, and I'm not saying change your script. So this is what works for me. Uh, so I will say, um, I just, I just sold another home, right? So given some credibility, I just sold another home. So that, that's what, what I add. Or I'll just say, um, I'm working really hard to keep the values up in the area. Um, and I'll throw in those one-liners. It could be multiple times when I say I'm working really hard. Um, I could say it at the beginning when they're about to, like, shut the door on me. Hey, be, before you close that door on me, I'm just working really hard to keep the values up in the area. So, Aaron, tell me, who do you know that wants to sell the property in the area? Um, and, like, once I say that, like, they actually open up. Um, and towards the end, right. If you're like, I I went through all my questions, all my script, uh, just sold questions. And then, um, I will, um, I will ask at the end, um, well, before you let me go, um, if you were to come across, um, someone that wanted to buy or sell, do you have a great agent you refer, uh, your friends and family members to? Um, and, um, if they say no or whatnot, then I say, Hey, I'm I'm just working really hard. Would you mind calling me if you came across someone like that? Right. So just adding those one liners there, uh, just to give credit, um, to the neighborhood, um, that, Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not doing it here to get another listing. Like I'm doing it to keep the values up in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Now, and are you collecting data like from these people? Like, are you getting email addresses? Are you sending, are you mailing stuff to the geographic form? Like, what does that look
1: like? Great question. Um, so, so I am, um, I still do it like with a, like a hard copy book that I get from title, right? Like it has everybody's name and stuff like that. Obviously the right way of doing it would probably be with an iPad and maybe some of these younger kids like could figure out a way, like how to do it and then carry like all the, other door knocking pieces. But yeah, um, I collect the data. So I collect their, 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 when, you know, at closing, I would say, Hey, let me text you my contact information. Right. Um, so that prompts them to give me their cell phone number. Um, and if there's a pause, I'll just obviously like we've been taught, like I'll ask, okay, so is that a 818 area code or is it a 310 area code, right? And I'll let, let them finish the sentence. Uh and yes, I, I get their email address. Uh, but the one that um the, the two that I do more more frequently is mailing um a piece, a just sold piece, melding that out um and once again i don't have to mail it out to the 5500 homes i could just mail it to wherever the activity is uh to the uh to the different um uh parcel numbers and um it's just uh, just sold uh with on the bottom it has i think i've shown you in the past like it has a, like the return cma card so they could like fill in like i am interested in a free market evaluation uh i'm interested in selling my house i'm interested in buying a home so they can just return that and it's uh like already uh, the postage is already paid for um, and then I call. Uh, so those are the ones that I used to uh, the, the most frequently. It's, uh, obviously, door knocking first, then calling, and then mailing.
0: And then so, and then as far as like your kind of, because I'm imagining people be like, well, what's your schedule, Jim? Because you're calling, you're door knocking, and you're, uh, you know, with the mailing. I'm aware the mailing is, you know, something that goes out that doesn't require too much input from you, but the door knocking and the calling, like, so do you have like certain days that you do? Uh, door knocking, Certain days you do calling, or do you do door knocking calling every day? Great, great question. So,
1: um, calling, it's mainly like for rainy days and even on rainy days, sometimes we're out there, um, or it could be for a day that it's just, you know, things, um, things are just chaotic, right? Like I, I just, um, I'm, I'm way behind, like, I don't want to get in my car drive to my geographic farm. And by the way, like my, Geographic farm is about ten minutes away from, from my office. So also, if you're going to pick a geographic farm, like don't pick something that's forty five minutes away, because then it's going to be a lot harder to go and, and actually uh, you know prospect uh, that geographic area. Um, so we use mainly door knocking, um, and uh, I share the schedule. So even right now, um, I don't do much of of the of that aggressive morning schedule. Like right now, it's a top producing agent, um, I would say um, my goal is to be in the farm like by eleven a.m. and be there until like a.m., right? Um, and then later on in the evening, I would probably get there around like 5.30, 5.30 until 7.30, um, unless if I'm behind on my goals, then on might pull two nights where I go all the way until 8.30, and that's Monday through Friday. Um, and then the best day to actually door knock are Saturday mornings, because at that point, everybody's chill. Um, they're, you know, working on their garden, working on their car. Um, so a lot of that, stress from the hustle uh from monday through friday like that's not there and like people open up and they start to talk to you you really get to talk to people that you might have not spoken to like in you know six months or, or 12 months that you happen to find them uh, home but yeah that, that will be my schedule i mean mainly door knocking uh the phone's only if i'm running behind on my schedule or, or it's like a you know thunderstorm outside and i can't go out door knocking. yeah that's yeah. so interesting
0: man and i love it because like it's so um I'm aware that there's very few people who do that and who have built their business that way. You know, I know for me, like I'm, you know, I've done door knocking before, but not anything to the degree that you are. And uh, you know, I've built my business just via the telephone and, and it's cool because it shows that all roads lead to Rome, right? Where, where the phone is more efficient, but in, in person is more effective because you're going to get more uh, direct kind of FaceTime with people. And uh, I guess I'm wondering, like, I'm thinking in my head, too, because I'm imagining people are like, well, well, what does he wear when he's uh, knocking on the doors? And I can promise you guys, because I get those texts, he looks just like he does right now, no matter what temperature it is. <laughs> so, like, are there any tricks to the trade for that? Because, like, I'm, I'm imagining people are thinking in their head, they're like, oh, man, like, it's hot, I'm going to sweat, and, like, you know, whatever,
1: right? Yeah. So for, like, summertime, yeah, you'll see me like this, even during summertime, if it's, like, in L.A., um Will here like triple digits so also be wearing a suit um like at least for my suits, the way i get them made like i have like the back like my my back uh there there's like less layer so it vents a lot easier right yeah. so it's not that hot so even though like i have like the traditional suits um material on the side like the back it's just like this opening cut out so that uh it's much cooler at least i don't have like this other set of layer um like for the summertime um I carry an extra set of of, 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 of like another shirt in my car. Um, take a lot of water. Um, but those are that's why I get my list. like when people see me see me uh, like sweating, right? Like they're like, dude, like if this guy is working this hard to service this community, like I can only imagine like how hard he's gonna work to service our listing, right? Um, so I actually those, those are the times that I like door knocking. So I like door knocking. When it's raining, right? Because then people would say, like, wow, if this guy's at my door when it's raining, like I could only imagine like what he's gonna do when he takes my listing, right? Um, the only thing different, um, it's that I'm wearing sneakers, right? So I'm just wearing like some Nikes, like black Nikes, because like you're walking a lot, right? So like you wanna like kind of save save that energy. Um, and then just I always since I'm going to these different um spots, like I always just park my car nearby where I could go back and like grab some water um and obviously you're drinking so much water you gotta you know find out where the nearest uh, mcdonald's or or subway is, so you go to use your restroom um but yeah i mean just for me and it's um is a mindset like i'm always like just saying like a positive affirmations as i'm door knocking um because you are like um like what am i doing here like i don't have to do this anymore like what like this is insane like what am i doing but then like like you said if, you're, if your why is big enough like what does it matter like there's these other guys you know during the summertime up on the roof like doing 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 a roof right like i'm door knocking doors and like see people like oh like my ego's too big for me to go out like knock on doors like i don't i don't need that it the the rewards that you and I get Aaron for the service and the outcome we provide, it's so high that it just makes it worth it. Like if I just divide how much I make, uh, an hour. Right. Um, and if I multiply by the times I'm door knocking, like it just makes sense to door knock. like, like why wouldn't I do it? Right. Um, the other way for my, for the amiable audience is that if I don't, Take that aggressive approach to get in front of people especially right now because at least in, in my marketplace like people are not answering the phones i mean right now with the pandemic yeah the numbers have gone up People are answering the phones but before the pandemic people were not answering the phones anymore so i could be on the phones for a long time and my contacts or that's another thing i've not spoken about like my contacts. let's just say it's um it's five contacts um in an hour on the phone but if i'm door knocking i'm at 12 contacts I'm averaging 10 to 12 contacts in an hour. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm reaching out to a lot more people. Um, so for the amiable people, like you have to think about like if you don't door knock, like you're actually doing that community a disservice because they're going to end up with another agent that's not going to give them the knowledge, right? The attention. I mean, how many times you call a for sale by owner, uh, I'm sorry, an expired listing. And they're like, yeah, like they didn't do this. And like, oh my God, like, I can't believe like you guys don't deserve that. And right. Like, so I also take that approach and saying, if, if I don't do it that way, um, they're not going to get like the Eric Novello experience or the Jim Sandoval experience. Like I have to get in front of these people.
0: I love that, man. So I wrote down three of these mindset pieces is like one is when it's extra hot or it's rainy and it's extra difficult. And it's interesting because we share this in common is it's like with a story, because I'm aware that, and you know, because of your kind of time spent with Tony Robbins and such is that we have the capacity as humans to to make up stories Mm -hmm. and to give meaning. And that meaning can either be really empowering or it could be disempowering. So the meaning that you give it when it's hot out or rainy is like, you get excited. You're like, yes, like they're going to see how hard I'm willing to work just to earn their business. So that's the meaning that you give it. Instead of telling yourself a story like, oh, it's hot, and like, oh, like, you know, that, that whole, whole sort of thing, which is disempowering, you give it a different meaning. Absolutely. And, um, then the other thing I thought that was interesting is like you, the other, another story you tell our, yourself is like, yo, it's my obligation to do this. Cause if I don't do it, they're not going to get my experience. And I know my experience is better than other people's experience. Exactly. I love that kind of, you know, kind of story. And then the third thing is just very practical is you looking at the numbers and saying, gosh, like, here's how much I make in a year. And if I break that down, like per door, it's like, whatever it is, 50, 75 bucks a door. So it's like, why would I not do this? Like, this just makes logical sense. Right. Correct. Yeah. 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 I love that, man. I love it so much. So I guess I'm curious quickly. Uh, is what are some of those affirmations? Like we, we've got some of the mental maps, like some of the kind of stories you tell yourself, but what are some affirmations? Like while you're out there, because some people might think like the great Jim Sandoval, like he doesn't question it. And you were even saying, you're like, sometimes you're like, what the hell am I doing? out here? like, this is ridiculous. So like, what are some
1: of the questions? What are some of the affirmations you tell yourself as you're doing this? So I have like one that I just repeat myself over and over again. Um, and this is not like along the whole Tony Robbins type of affirmation, um, this is more like a business type of affirmation. So I'll give you the long version of it. So if I'm door knocking and it's me, it is hot. And like from one door to the other door, I'll say, um, and I don't know if anyone has heard me, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it out loud. Like I'm not saying it like internally, like I'm actually speaking it. Yeah. Um, and with a big smile on my face, I'm, um, uh, people are home and happy and hire me at a six and 7% uh, and they hire me at a six and 7% commission in the month of April, um, people are, Oh no, I'm sorry. I screwed that up. See, I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous again. So I will say people are home and happy and 15 homeowners hiring me at a six and 7% commission in a month of May. Um, people are home and happy and 15 homeowners um, hiring me at a six and 7% commission a month of May. So I'll just say that over and over, but it's just like, you know, like I, I focus and sometimes like I'll slow down. Um, um, like that pat, pattern interruption that Tony Robbins does. Like, I don't know if you've seen him, like you just, like I'll do it in funny voices. Like I'll, I'll I'll slow down. Um, like I'll just do it in a different way so that, um, I really like, just believe and buy into that and understand that yeah, people are home and they're happy because, um, it sucks. Like your door knocking. I'm like, and especially like for us because it happens. Like we're human. I'm like, dude. Like I've been coming through your like to your door for the last fourteen years, and you're like, you're gonna be this rude, like, like that's crazy, but I don't know what's happening behind that door. Like they could have yeah. just had an argument, like something could have happened. So I don't take that personal, but if you get a couple of, of doors like that, back to back, like it's like, and it's a hundred degrees outside. You're like, shit, what am I doing here? Yeah. But doesn't matter what happens. Like, Hey, I check myself and then I just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Um, cause we have to do right. We're in the business of rejection. Um, and, uh, I, I like to joke around with my, uh, with my clients, when I tell them that I, that I prospect a lot to find out buyers for my sellers, yeah, I tell my, my sellers that um, that uh, I'm in the business of rejection. Like I get rejected a lot, and I'm well trained because at home, right? Like I get rejected a lot, so they just get a, a chuckle from that.
0: Yeah, I love that man. And you know what comes to mind, and I'll leave everybody with this: is that, uh, and again, I sincerely appreciate you sharing, man. People are going to get so much out of this. It's great. Um, is the story of a guy named Bill Porter. You ever heard of Bill Porter? No, I can't say I have, Aaron. Oh, interesting, man. You'd love it. So he was a guy who had cerebral palsy. Uh-huh. He walked with like a little bit of a limp, and he like slurred his speech a little bit. And through his life, you know, he, he wanted to be able to support himself, and he tried to get a job selling stuff, and everybody kind of turned him down, and he found this job selling kind of uh, little products, like vanilla products, like stuff you would find in a kitchen uh, out of a catalog. It's the one company that said that they would give him a shot and they gave him the shittiest territory. It's like the worst. Nobody wanted to be there, right? And what this guy did for 30 years, bro, is he just woke up every morning at the same time, got dressed, went to took a bus to his farm and knocked on doors for eight hours a day. And he became the top salesperson, right? <laughs> if for this like, you know, catalog with a limp and slurring his speech. Just because- he's and, and like when I'm hearing your story, I'm like, dude, like this is, there's fundamentals. Like if you're just willing to, like you said, I'm in the rejection business. I tell people that all the time. The more I get rejected, the more, um, you know, more opportunities that are available to me. And that's another one of those little mental maps. So I appreciate you, brother. Like, like good for you, man. Congratulations on turning yourself into uh, the person who can do this on a regular basis. I know you're going to serve as an inspiration for a lot of people. So if people want to find you, dude, or send you
1: referrals, where can they find you? Um, they just text me. Um, my name is Eric 818-687-1512. Awesome.
0: And if you ever yeah. want to see him go into his geographic farm, you'll see him knocking on doors. So I appreciate <laughs> you having, man. Thanks so much. You make it a great day.
1: Okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Take care. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on
1: Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.